0: Hey, hey, hey. Ooh, I like that. What? I like that hey, hey, hey. Okay, cool. I'll keep it. Hi, guys. Uh, This is Danny And this is
1: Molly. And we're here. This is Black Chick Lit. How are you, Molly? Yeah, I'm hanging in there. I was worried about you over the 4th of July weekend, and you didn't even know what I was talking about. I didn't. Molly's okay, everyone. (laughs) We were not
0: in LA for the earthquake, so... I didn't know what you were talking about. You just texting you like, are you okay? I was like, why wouldn't I be? Well, then you didn't answer. And I was like, oh, no. What do I do? She's oh, yeah. Because okay. we were out at the lake, so we didn't have any um, service. And I didn't see until, like, that night when we got back. <laughs> I was like,
1: should I not be? And then you turned on the news. I imagine it must have been everywhere when you, like, what was your house like? Was it okay? Yeah, it was fine. All your
0: glasses still? nothing nothing even tipped over (laughs) (laughs) well
1: because i don't know i don't know much about earthquakes so those numbers just sounded really high it was like what a 6.4
0: yeah i think it was high i think it was like one of the highest in like years and years and years
1: yeah so but yeah so i'm glad you're okay i'm glad everyone i'm glad your house is okay so yeah st louis just is in the middle of a humid heat hot summer yes yeah it's just terrible
0: yeah, we um, we went to the Midwest. We went to Wisconsin, and my husband uh, stepped off the plane and he was like, "What? <laughs> what is this?" <laughs> he like didn't believe Welcome it was real. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, "Oh, sweet California child,
1: <laughs> you have no idea." I just you you don't, and it's just disgusting. We're like the armpit of the nation, and so just think of your armpit. It's humid. It's hot. It's unpleasant to be in. Um, What else did we have? I'm trying to think if there's any other news. It rained on the 4th of July here, so we couldn't even do fireworks.
0: Yeah, it rained for us, too, while we were at the
1: lake. Thanks, climate change. (laughs) Um, But other than that, it's been pretty peaceful, pretty quiet. Everyone's just trying to hang out this summer and survive. Yeah. I'm ready for the fall, as I always am. I am ready for December. Yay! I bet you are. (laughs) I was
0: like, "Come on, baby, let's go."
1: <laughs> I can add a, Well, at least you're not like the full nine months because my cousin was like nine months pregnant in August. Yeah, but I'm that like that. Just terrible. must be a separate kind of hell. I went to uh, the Target the other day, and the like Target. when I left,
0: <laughs> when I left, I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna have some water." So I had some water, and then I got there, it was so hot in my car, and I was like, uh oh, I'm dehydrated," and I swear I almost passed out at the checkout line. Because oh, no. I was like so, just all of a sudden it was so hot and I felt so dehydrated. I was like, "Oh no, the fuck is happening?" I was like, "Oh," and I went <laughs> oh, no. through like the the self checkout, and the lady came up to do something. She's asking me questions. I just walked away. <laughs> I was like, "My like, crying and everything there," because I was so. My doctor was like, "Drink Gatorade," because I was like, "Oh, I keep throwing up when I drink water." And he was uh-huh. like, "Just drink Gatorade," and then he started like absolutely chugging a uh, diet coke, and I was like, "Okay." <sighs> So I've been drinking the Gatorade and that's been helping, like the sugar-free one. So I got one Mm -hmm. of those and I just had to like sit down outside and like drink all of that because I was like, (sighs) I am so dehydrated just from like the 15-minute drive to the Target. Oh, that sounds awful. Because you know, like you get in the car and it's like not enough time to cool your car off all the way. Right,
1: yeah. It needs to, it's like the opposite of the winter when it needs to warm up, it needs Mm -hmm. to cool off. Mm -hmm. I would say you make pregnancy sound just wonderful every time we talk. (laughs) Every time we talk, I have a new fear that I can add.
0: Everyone's like, oh, you're glowing. And I'm like, uh. I'm just hot. <laughs> yeah. So it, it is like, I know people have it a lot harder and I'm thankful that, you know, everything's going along. Mm-hmm. But yeah, people don't tell you about a lot of the different sides of pregnancy.
1: Uh, I will say the dehydration thing, because when I have those acid reflux things, I do a Pedialyte. And that's what I people saw, are saying. But you know what? Yeah. Pedialyte's fucking expensive. I I mean, anything for kids, I assume is. is. I'm sure Gatorade is probably cheaper. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What I also like about Pedialyte is they try to... You know, they have a whole marketing campaign aimed towards adults. Do they? Yes. It's like, are you hungover? <laughs> <It's like laughs> I was going to say drunken
0: adults.
1: <laughs> yes, that's exactly... I love that that's their demos: Sick kids and drunk and adults. drunk adults, yeah. they are two target markets. Um... So I don't have any other news. We can just, oh my God. I thought that was a spider. It was my own hair. Sorry. Oh um, man, a spider was crawling
0: across my chest the other day. Oh my God. I was just laying on the couch and I saw something like right
1: across my boob. I was like, "What the fire. I
0: scream.
1: <laughs> and I like flicked it. Oh, speaking of, because uh, of, you know, climate change. Mm-hmm. It's like that Simpsons episode where Bart brings the iguanas to Springfield and they take over. Iguanas are taking over Florida. And they showed some photos of them. They are the most hideous looking things yeah. I've ever seen. Like, that's not a good reason to, like, hate an animal. Iguanas are, like, is there, like
0: they're, they're tough, though. They're tough they, animals.
1: They're awful. And, like, Florida's like, if you see one, kill it. Like, that's the problem. <laughs> they're like, just kill it. Kill as many as you see. Get rid of them. They're a menace. They're invasive. We need to get them out of here. And, like, I would be terrified because they have, like, human looking eyes. They look evil. They look like they're big yeah. lizard sociopaths. And I don't know if
0: you could get sick from touching them, but when I was a kid, we used to go down to Mexico and uh, I remember like we would hang out with the kids, like we would play with the kids down there. And I remember like this one boy had this like huge fucking iguana that would ride around on his shoulders. (laughs) And my mom would like scream, she'd be like, don't touch it, don't touch it. And I think her rationale, I'll have to ask her is we would get sick if we touched the iguana. But I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing. (laughs) Or she just didn't like. She just didn't want us around that big fucking lizard, which I uh, get.
1: Yeah. Oh, they look. They just look awful. I think it was the Washington Post and the photo they used. I cringed and I had to click out the window because it was that bad. So that has nothing to do with our actual news. We had actual news. I just wanted to. Oh yeah. Your spider that was story. Just yeah. In the news. <laughs> it was in the news. Your spider story reminded me of like the other menace that's now coming. Oh, so I think that. That was a Simpsons episode, right? Like, I didn't make that up.
0: I think so. That's past my real encyclopedic Simpsons okay. knowledge. Because
1: there's one where like they get all the lizards and then they get all the frogs, but then they have a whole bunch of frogs.
0: Yeah, and then, I think like the they frogs keep trying to in
1: Australia. Yeah, they keep trying to fix it by bringing in a different animal, but then oh. that animal <laughs> becomes a menace. I gotta, I've gotta go d- back and double check. That sounds um, like it. Um, the big news when we were sort of off our schedule got off because it's summer and break was Angie Thomas apparently got in trouble for saying, don't tag me in your bad reviews.
0: Yeah. It was a whole
1: ass thing, right? It was a whole ass thing with a whole bunch of different hot takes. Uh, Oh man. Yeah. (laughs) It was like hot (laughs) take after hot take. (laughs) I couldn't keep up at some point I had to give up because the Twitter that's the problem when things break on Twitter is like it'll spider and fracture off into like 15 million different threads. And because and you, you can't one. see nothing in chronological order anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it Twitter. doesn't make any sense.
1: Yes. So so just for some background, Angie Thomas, I think it was originally on Instagram. And okay. she said, please do not tag me in your reviews. Mm-hmm. And then she got some feedback that people are like, I don't know what the feedback. Was. I guess people were like, "Well, that's the initial feedback." People were like, "Well, that seems rude." Yeah, or, I think
0: people were like even positive reviews because they were kind of like, you know, we're out here giving you views and stuff like that. We're hyping your book. We're selling your book, um, and it kind of seems like, I guess, in their minds, that she didn't appreciate that or she didn't like it. Yeah, any kind like of type, she was type being of review uppity or
1: something. Yeah. And so when she shared that feedback and how it was inappropriate, and I think she shared that on Twitter, it sort of really snowballed there. She was yeah. just trying to say, and so it, people came, people came back and forth for all sorts of reasons. Honestly, this is one of those things where it blows up, and I don't get it. People have been saying, authors have been saying, "Don't tag me in reviews," for years. Yeah. So she said, she said, "Don't tag authors in
0: reviews." And then a bunch of people came back and they were like, this is where it starts to splinter. Some people were like, oh, any reviews? And they were mad about that. And then a specific contingency of my understanding of people were kind of like, oh, well, look at this, you know, hateful, whatever. And they started talking about in some kind of another secret Facebook group, which I'm going to say right now. First of all, this is why I don't have Facebook. (laughs) That and you don't trust Zuckerberg. That and I don't trust Zuckerberg. But secret Facebook groups, y'all, will always fucking get out. They'll always get out. You know why? Because you guys can have a secret Facebook group for fucking years. And it could be about, I don't know, gardening. And you can say, I don't like packing peanuts at the bottom of my container plants one day. Right? And then Susan whatever gets all offended about that. Twenty years later, you're saying the n-word, right? <laughs> in the secret group, she's gonna remember the shit you said about the packing group, uh, packing peanuts, and all of a sudden, all your texts, everything is out there for everyone to read. It- it'll happen. It'll happen. Don't be saying shit on secret Facebook groups, because you know there's someone in that group who can't keep their mouth shut. That's yep. the problem. Someone who can't keep their mouth shut. Someone who don't like you. Someone who has, <laughs> who don't like what you're saying. So, so, um, they said in that group they were going through and kind of making fun of her saying, um, uh, I think she like said something like period. How do you say she that? She said period. Period,
1: period with, with
0: a T. She said period. And like, they were mocking that. They were mocking that saying like, I can't believe like someone who could speak any botics like this could be a, even a good writer. Yeah, and they're like, I'll auditory. never read her looks, blah, blah, blah. And so someone screenshotted it all as oh. is want to do. And put that shit on Twitter. And then people start popping off about that. So Angie was saying, like, I don't... She's like, I meant bad reviews. Don't tag me in bad reviews. And then a bunch of authors are coming. and saying that same kind of thing. Like, we don't... You know, that's, like, coming to my house and pissing on my carpet. Like, just don't... There's no reason to. Yeah. And so uh, they were going back and forth. And um, I guess... And this is how I found out about it. She said... uh, um oh you know shout out your favorite because i think these people were booktubers they were white booktubers
1: booktubers and book
0: bloggers and book bloggers so she was like shout out your favorite black booktubers and black book bloggers (laughs) and i will um uh give one of them an interview you know go back to your own people so then a whole nother group came out and they were like, oh, convenient now that you want to talk to black people when you never have before. Um, and people were saying, like, this is what happens when you shun, you know, independent black uh, critics. Mm-hmm. You know, you're stuck with some of these uh, uh, critics who will turn on you in a dime and then you want to run back to us. And that it just it kept snowballing from there and kept snowballing. And it at that point, wild. I was like, it's, it's, it's fucking hot and I'm tired. <laughs> that's exactly what you said. Because <laughs> I think like I saw us being like, like a couple people, like one or two people were like, black chick lit. And I was like, why are people tweeting our name at Angie Thomas? <laughs> I was like, I don't want her to read listen to our review. Um, and then I, I was trying to follow it. And I'm sure I got some of the details wrong. But that's that's what I was able to. And that's about when I checked out.
1: Yeah, I will say thank you for shouting us out. Always appreciate a good shout out. I just couldn't follow it because it just seemed like, it was like a quintessential Twitter mess. Someone says something that is at most, that has no controversy to it whatsoever. It's like the sky is blue and then someone comes out somewhere else with a (laughs) differing opinion Uh and it blows into a whole thing and then eventually it lands on racism. And I'm like, how did we even get here? Right. So... It's, it's wild. So I don't know. It's, I do think, and that's been also said that there aren't, I do think, um, I wonder, so do you remember back when they invited people onto the set of The Hate You Give? It was a bunch of booktubers who were invited on the set of The Hate You Give. Yeah. And like only one of them was black. And they're like, why didn't you invite more black booktubers or book bloggers? And I do think there might still be a few hurt feelings that there's this author, and I mean, like, it's, she's probably not responsible for that. She's not working yeah. in Foxes or whoever, whoever produced that movie. She's not working in their marketing office. But I, you know, when you're like 16, 17, 18, and you don't know how these things work, like you need someone to, be, and you want someone to be angry at. It's just, right. It's easy to be angry at Angie Thomas. And I wonder if there's still some residual hurt feelings over that. There could be. Yeah. And I think, And I
0: don't want to, I don't want to say like what other critics like experience is so we mm-hmm. we very we don't really go out and ask authors for reviews or anything we're I too messy for that we're, we're we're too messy we are extremely <laughs> disorganized there's one person who we were like trying to get on and I know if we were just more organized she would have come on and it would have been like amazing if we could have just gotten it down and she might in the future and yeah. then uh, Beverly Jenkins who just like you know, we just happened. Somebody said, Oh, go on here. <laughs> so we're, but that's not really the type of show that we are. So yeah. I can't really explain other or talk about other people's experience and say like, Oh, this is true or not true. But it's like, I can get, I, I totally understand. Like that might be contributing hurt feelings, feeling yeah. like you're being shut out. Cause we see it all the time where people are going to these trade shows or whatever. They can't get arcs. They right. can't get uh, review copies. They can't get interviews, all this stuff. And then to have someone turn around and say, Oh, uh, let me go back to the Black people. That's never a look that, that you know, people like to think that they're a second option.
1: Yeah. And i also on that sort of topic, it seems like lately there's been this interesting sort of, I wouldn't say it's been negative, but there's been like some friction between like book bloggers and some, I say YA authors specifically because that's what I've seen. I think there was some conversations a couple, at least a couple months ago, where these authors were like, I don't like signing books. Like, I don't like it when people come up to me and ask me to sign ARCs and they don't want them personalized because they're like, people are take. because I think what they were saying, they were accusing people of getting ARCs signed and then turning around and selling them. huh. And bloggers are like, well, no, we get the ARCs signed. And then when I'm done with it, if I don't want to keep it, I like to give them away or yeah. I donate them. Or, you know, there's, you know, there's non, there are non-malicious reasons for some, why someone we may want just like a general signature and not a personalized one but the problem was the Y authors were having this conversation on their public feed and they were they were being a bit um i don't want to say showing their ass but they weren't they weren't they weren't they forgot that people could see what they were talking about like there were things like you know if you don't want my signature get your ass out my line it just wasn't a good look for anyone and i think there is this sort of as people try and figure out how book bloggers and booktubers fit in this, like, ecosystem of publishing and books and, like, how they fit in the power they have and how they work together with the authors. Yeah. Because book bloggers are like, we no one's paying us to do this. We don't make money to do this. Most of the time we buy the books that we're reading and we do this for free. Right. It's not... You know, a free arc. No one's in this to get a whole bunch of free arcs because right. you're gonna be waiting for a while. Right. So it's just been interesting. I feel watching yeah. the whole, the whole book bloggers versus not verses, but book bloggers and authors try and figure out their relationship. Yeah. No, that's a good take on it. Yeah. So I don't know. I just I do think though that she didn't say at the end of the day she didn't say anything that controversial. No. I don't understand why it blew up as big as she did. We've long said. Don't tag authors in your reviews, yeah. in your bad reviews. And if they don't want to be tagged in any of your reviews, just don't do it. It's not that yeah, hard. That's not. Yeah. Just don't do it. Because I could just see if she's still actively writing, she doesn't want other opinions getting all up in her headspace. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So, because I'm sure she's working on something. Yeah, I'm sure she is. <laughs> so, I don't have anything else to say on it. Yeah, I, I, just, I mean, it's just kind of like, I okay. I just love YA Twitter. There's always <laughs> something. There's a there lot was, of drama. There was briefly some kind of like Game of Thrones incest thing. Like some authors had. I don't know the characters enough, but some authors said they shipped. I guess two characters who were apparently related, and everyone was like, it blew up into a whole thing. And yeah. I do not know. Was it Sansa and Jon?
0: Yeah, know it was. And I kind of. And they were kind of <laughs> saying like it's irresponsible of her to do this because young kids. And this might be an unpopular opinion, but it's kind of like kids should not be reading A Song of Ice and Fire or watching Game of Thrones because there's like, there's just a whole bunch of incest in it.
1: So <laughs> well, the thing was, if you're a YA author and young people are following your Twitter, it shouldn't be on your Twitter account is what I think. They but I saying. mean,
0: like a tw- your Twitter account is your Twitter account. Like that's true. Yeah, Kids don't own all of your space and all your time and all your thoughts when you're any type of person living in the world. So yeah. it's like if you're a parent, you gotta monitor what your kids are watching and seeing and they shouldn't be seeing any Game of Thrones content. It's not for kids. <laughs> it's not for kids. They shouldn't know who those people are. They shouldn't you know what I mean? Like, would I put that on my personal Twitter account if that's where my headspace was? No. <laughs> but am I gonna be like am I gonna be like, don't do that, don't do that. Like, no, I got I got I got fucking bills to pay. You know what I mean? <laughs> like this shit is not it's not that important so it's kind of like I saw people coming for her and all this stuff I don't know who any of these people are oh I don't either and it's just kind of like ah you should do this you should do that but it's kind of like what people say about musicians all the time it was something I think maybe Cardi B or someone or someone was like you're not a role model to my kids and it's like she shouldn't be (laughs) or maybe it was Nicki Minaj or Rihanna it was somebody and she was doing something kind of sexy because she's a grown-ass woman They're like, I can't believe you would do this. My kids look up to you. And it's like, they, then maybe they shouldn't, you know? Like, (laughs) none of these people are out here. Even if you're a YA author, and maybe this is my own personal stance on just books in general, but I don't really think that we should be getting all of our morale, like our moral compass from fiction and from literature. Like, I think fiction could teach you empathy. I think it could teach you creativity. I think it could teach you, like, you know, how to think uh, critically about things. But morality, I don't really think is the place of fiction to be teaching your children morality. So to say, like, these authors or something need to be a moral compass for your kids and they need to lead lead these virtuous lives and you can't have anything at all that's even, like, you know, not good or not modeling good behavior for kids in books is going to, like, create conflict for your kids like I think that that's a dangerous slope
1: I I agree for the most part I think fiction does play a role in some moral things because I think that's how some kids first learn about you know some quandaries it shouldn't be the the driving the the main thing I do agree with that but I do also agree that you can't expect authors to lead you know Sesame Street lives I don't know what that means but you can't expect authors to be on a hundred percent of the time yeah performing a hundred percent just to make sure your kid isn't seeing something inappropriate i agree with that yeah right and that's with anyone really
0: yeah anyone of any kind of you know tv shows music all this stuff it's like these are not who should be teaching your kids mm Mm-hmm. you gotta parent them that's why i don't have any you gotta exhausting And it's like they're going to see things that you can counter-message, you can take them if you're religious, you can take them to church, you can teach them about history, you can teach them, you know, you can have them volunteer, you can have them do this, you can... There's lots of ways that kids will learn how to be good and bad people, but I don't... Again, and that's, that's an extreme position that I have that I realize not a lot of people will probably share, but I don't think movies, television, music should really be teaching your kid, like teaching them how to be a good moral person in the world. Because then you get confused about, again, you see an author and they're doing something that you don't like. And you're like, but your book, and it leads to all these issues about artists and their art. And can I do this? And can I do that? And at the end of the day, it's not that big of a fucking deal. You know,
1: either you like the book or you don't. I will say Harry Potter, and you know I'm not the biggest fan of it. Harry Potter is probably a good example of that because you have all these adults who like learned about I don't know what you want to call it fighting, fighting, standing oh, up, and, prejudice, and all this. Yeah, stuff. through Harry Potter and then J.K. Rowling is not the best example of it. Yeah, so exactly,
0: yeah. yeah. I mean, it can have a role.
1: You can say like, it can have a role. It can book make inspired you think. Me, yeah,
0: yeah, but it shouldn't be like you shouldn't read something in a book. And be like, incest is good. <laughs> because I saw that on somebody's Twitter Twitter feed. You know what I mean? Like that yeah, shouldn't you know. be the the whole the whole message your kid gets on a particular topic.
1: <laughs> is that our pull quote from this episode? <laughs> um, yeah, so thank you, YA Twitter, and I cannot wait to see what pops off next. It's the best. Uh, I like this other one. I pulled this one because I'm sure it'll inspire Molly to go into the lawyer mode. Um, lawyer mode Molly's the best Molly because it's like... <laughs> I wasn't there when she was developing. Like, I saw her in college. Then we split... Then we moved away and then, like, she became a whole grown lawyer and then like, once in a while I'll get a lecture about, like, due process. And I'm like, oh, man. I was, I was pissed the other day. <laughs> I'm like, look at her. She's a full grown lawyer. So, um... So Microsoft had an ebook service and they shut it down, which makes sense because I didn't know the service I didn't know existed, they had so it one. probably wasn't doing very well. Um, so customers who had bought books through this service lost them. Um, I believe they were given like a refund. So like they went and said, like, here are the books you bought, here's your money back. So, you know, they weren't completely out in the cold. But it is a good reminder to us all that you don't actually own your ebooks. Yeah. You are basically paying licensing fees. Yeah. And so they can take those back at any moment. Yeah. And it's just a good reminder. And everyone, so this is what I go through every time I buy a book. I'm like, should I get the paper or should I get the Kindle? Because, you know, just having that paperback book is just, it's a security. It's like, I know I'll always own this book. I can loan it out to whoever I want. I'm not being, you know, regulated on how I can use it, who I can share it with, Mm -hmm. how long they, how long they can lend it out. Because you can lend Kindle books, but only two weeks and only to that person one time. So, and only certain ones. Oh, so, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah, some books you can lend out, some books you can't. And I think it depends on like whatever deal they have with the publisher. And then you can only lend it out for 2 weeks, and I think once you lend it out for 2 weeks, you can't lend it to that person again.
0: No. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and
1: that's just the future of media now, like cuz I haven't bought a DVD or a movie in a physical form in I don't know how long.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I we, just got
1: us through Google Play. You just got what? Us. Oh, us. Dun, 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 dun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a good reminder. Uh, it's it's. You're absolutely right. You're just getting a license to use it for a specific amount of time or in uh, certain ways or restrictions on it. So if they go under or they shut down, then yeah. I mean, it's good that they offered refunds. They probably didn't even have to do that. Um, But, yeah. I mean, if you really want to own something, then you probably have to go get it in physical. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. My husband, his parents are cleaning out their attic, and they brought a whole bunch of stuff down. And there was, like, this big case full of cassette tapes. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like... uh, uh, He had some music in there, but then it was, like, spooky Halloween sounds. And, like... (laughs) So we're gonna get like a little cassette. Oh, we have a little cassette player, and just put it in baby's room and be like, "This is spooky free. Halloween sound." But you know what? Knowing my husband, that's that's what they're that's what our child is gonna be into. <laughs> <laughs> prank call just... cassettes, all those kinds of things. it will just be like, okay, <laughs> just get ready for it. So if you wanna pass something down, you know, get it get it physical.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think about that sometimes because like. If Kindle were to like, if something were to happen and Kindle were just to go belly up, which probably won't because Amazon owns us all now, but like it would go belly up. I would lose. I have like 200 books now in my life. I went and checked. Yeah. Because anytime anything's like three or two dollars, I'm like, yep. And I I have a passing interest in it. I'll get it. Yeah. And I'm like, yep, I'll take that. And it's just like, I'm looking at the books I'll lose. Not only that, my notes. Because I'm like, I have all those notes in there. You can lose those too. And I think there was an issue with iTunes. Um, Someone had bought a whole series of TV They had bought like a couple seasons of TV shows. And then because licensing changed in that country, I think they were Canadian, Mm -hmm. they lost access to it because the distributor changed the licensing rights. They didn't even get a refund. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Most of the times you probably won't. So, it's just, it's weird, and I have that, pro. like, how do you typically buy your new books? Do you get them physical, or do you get Kindle? You I, get Audible, right?
0: I get Audible a lot, um, and I return them frequently. But if I'm going to get a <laughs> book, I'll get it physical. I almost never buy any
1: e-books. See, I'm almost all e-books, because I find I'm a more productive reader. Oh, uh, okay. Like, I use the highlights and the notes, where I, and I'll, like share them on my Goodreads and I can do all that crap, that cliche yeah. stuff. <laughs> so huh. But yeah, it's just I think moving forward, I do want to make more of an effort to buy the physical book. Yeah. Because I do just it's that was a good reminder that like something could happen.
0: Yeah. And I mean like these companies won't be around forever. Like we think of Amazon as like uh you know this this big behemoth or whatever. But the truth of the matter is, like, it's just a company and mm-hmm. it hasn't been around that long. And they've already got some shady practices, and the guy got <laughs> divorced, and people are already looking at them. So, I mean, there, yeah, there's a possibility they might not exist in 20 years or something like yeah. that. Like, there's or a strong possibility. Yeah,
1: or they, or they could, could just stop the Kindle service for yeah. some reason.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like I look at kind of taking this to the video game world. <laughs> So the whole thing in video games now is that everything's going to be streaming. Everything's going to be streaming, right? Um, and you won't have to have super sophisticated hardware because you can stream a game on your, like, laptop or something like that. Because all the servers will be located somewhere and you can just stream based on their servers. And so Google is going to start, like, Apple's trying to do this. I think someone else. But Google is the big one, um, and they just announced it. I forget what it's called. Um, but it's like you won't have to own games. You'll just pay a subscription per month and you can play any of these games. Da, 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 da. And so the whole thing is Google is fucking notorious for shuttering their services yes right. right so i was like looking at this and people were like oh you could pay all this money and you could buy the games in there if you really want to have them but you'll get so many for free everyone's trying to say they're saying like the netflix of gaming but i'm like okay how many google products in the last like 15 years have like existed for a year and then they shut down immediately so they have I'm a like, whole graveyard the google graveyard oh really yeah yeah <laughs> So it's kind of like, it, I just feel like it's a matter of time before this joins it. So I'm like, you, I, I I, wouldn't invest any of my dollars in that because I feel like it'll go away.
1: Everybody wants to be the Netflix of something. And I think it's causing so many problems because they don't understand the reality of how Netflix works. Like, first of right. all, Netflix didn't start streaming. It was like a blockbuster. Right. And now, because of the way the market is changing... Netflix is who they are because they invested in original programming. Right. Like if they had just stuck with showing nothing but old like Friends reruns and Fresh Prince of Bel Air reruns, they'd be in trouble. They'd and I they'd mean, be in they
0: trouble. are a little bit in trouble right now. Like everyone's like looking at the black box of like their numbers and their their uh, outputs, but it's kind of like nobody knows for sure how well Netflix does. But you're absolutely right. Like that's why they're turning out hundreds and hundreds of original shows and movies every single year try to build a huge bud uh
1: uh that uh, stuff doesn't stay there it doesn't Bob's Burgers was on there and I was really sad when it (laughs) went. but
0: I think like the office is going off and friends God, I don't I never saw that
1: I didn't either and I was so mad they wasted that money to keep it up there another year I was like you could have done like you could have made something good
0: right um but all all those Disney things are about to come off because they're gonna yeah they are do their own service, so it's kind of like, yeah, they're going to have to do, like, you know, 45 seasons of Queer Eye each year. <laughs> and nailed it. <laughs> and nailed it. And all these weird, like, torture uh, game shows. Have you seen this? No. What are you talking about? It's, like, one where it's called, I think, Flinch or something, and they're, like, in some barn, and these, oh, no. like, people in overalls, it's, like, they're waterboarding people. Oh, no. And, like... No spraying like uh flamethrowers near them and if they flinch they have to do it again
1: oh no i was in such a bad headspace i had listened to so much true crime stuff i was in such a bad headspace like honestly i started binging living single because i remember i was sitting on my couch and it's like i need something not scary yeah not creepy yeah because i was i was like i wasn't sleeping it was messing so i'm very glad i did not see flinch yeah yeah i started watching I was doing Family Matters because I remember you said the first season held up. (laughs) And I realized I just couldn't take Urkel. Like, I lived through Urkel. I can't handle it again. So I did lived a (laughs) single. And I've been so happy. I'm in a much better headspace than I was a month ago. That's good. all that stuff was messing me up. I could not. We talked about this a bit. I could not deal with it.
0: Yeah. It gets to you. It does. And I think, like, the commodification feeling of it, too. It's like, at some point, you're like, ah, these are people
1: yeah and that, that was another thing that was feeling creepy like I was listening to something about serial I don't like how serial in that whole case has been handled at all because I feel like yeah. no one talks about the victim yeah like yeah. she's, she's kind of like an
0: afterthought
1: yeah so and I'm like well I mean they found him guilty and they denied him another trial so there must be and I don't know there's some people who are really into that case but when I listen to it i mean, like well it sounds like he did it like yeah it kind of sounds like <laughs> he did that shit I don't, I don't feel like there's really that big of a mystery hidden here. If I had to so. guess,
0: they found some evidence. And again, this is just me talking out my ass. But they found some evidence that for whatever reason wasn't admissible. Um, mm-hmm. Either they came by it in some way that they shouldn't have been doing it or something. And then they got that kid, Jay, because he was kind of like, a you know, the weird kid, the weirdo mm-hmm. kid. And they got him to sign a confession that probably wasn't a hundred percent true. And then that's how they got that's how they got that information in. And he he did it. I could be wrong. I don't know shit about this. I listened to serial and that was it. I haven't done yeah. all the other stuff, but I It just... like
1: spawned a whole like there's like a whole serial subculture yeah, of like there podcasts is. about the podcast. Yeah. Books about the case. And I'm like um, it's just you're right the commodification yeah it's like there's a lot of pot. if you like po- if you if someone came to
0: you if your ne- niece or nephew said ah oh, listen to a podcast and you're like podcast let's listen and then you saw cereal you like cereal you're like hey I like this podcast there's a whole <laughs> ecosystem out there outside of
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, the NPR shows outside of the serial type shows outside of the mm-hmm. Gimlet type shows you know Mm -hmm. there's a whole bunch of us. I mean, I don't have to say that to you because you're listening to us and you can't get much more niche (laughs) unless we were also like playing Dungeons and Dragons or something.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I do love, that's what I kind of love about podcasts is like you pick a thing. Someone's out there talking about it and putting it up on Spotify or iTunes. Right. So I stopped all my true crime podcasts. The only one I still listen to is true crime obsessed because they talk about true crime documentaries Mm. and it's like a comedy one and they've done some pretty light ones Mm -hmm. the last few weeks so I'm like okay I can deal with this like apparently I didn't know that the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC were founded by a scammer oh I saw something about that like he's like a Ponzi scheme guy he (laughs) ripped them off oh my god and like they talk about how NSYNC sued him in court and I guess the Backstreet Boys just bought him out. Mm. But like he left that and then went into a blimp fraud. Like he was into blimp fraud. It was blimp fraud? <laughs> he would like he bought a blimp that he knew was not airworthy. Uh-huh. And he insured it. And then he sold sponsorship rights on it. Oh. So if it <laughs> flew and it was successful, he got the sponsorship money. If it crashed, he got the insurance money. He was that's, scamming people left. Around. It's crazy to
0: run that to run that scheme with your with your vessel being a blimp. It
1: was a blimp. He was like apparently obsessed with blimps, and so he would be like, "Hey, Jordash." Apparently, Jordash was the victim. He's like, "We'll advertise your are they Jews are they jeans or shoes?" I can't remember. Oh yeah, they I can't maybe remember. both. And like yeah, and he like scammed him. It was like a Jordash blimp. It was hilarious. So that's why I still listen to true crime obsessed because like they're very light. Did Um, you know, here's a fun fact, there are only, like, a handful of blimps in the whole world. (laughs) I believe, like, we thought, like, in the early 1910s or whatever, we were like, oh, blimps are going to be the future. And then didn't, like, the Hindenburg happen? And we were like, yikes. Yeah, I think there's, like, maybe 20
0: of them. I can't remember. I heard this, like, very recently, too. But, like,
1: there are (laughs) far, far fewer blimps in the whole world (laughs) than you think I just think blimp is a funny word. It is a and funny it's, uh, word. It's just kind of hilarious. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Blimp so, yeah. So, yeah, that was... Huh. So, now I've got to watch... Because I'll listen to it without watching the documentary. But now I've got to watch that. Because I had no idea. I was, like, target demographic when Backstreet Boys and NSYNC were a thing. And I had no idea. No idea. They were living is. in a warehouse with no air conditioning. Like oh, that's terrible. <laughs> it's, and then they got their first check. Like, they had sold tens of millions of units in their first check they each got ten thousand dollars wow they were pissed <laughs> so it was funny so
0: yeah i, I don't even know how we got like here that. true crime <laughs> podcast did you so, want to yeah. talk about um these disney movies before we go on to our bcl chat because we didn't get a whole lot of
1: answers or responses and that's fine i feel like people are taking the summer off Yes, so you said you had an opinion about... So Disney announced that, I believe her name is Halle Bailey. She will play Ariel in the live-action adaptation of The Little Mermaid, which just seems unnecessary. Um, and, you know, Twitter did its thing, and people showed their ass, and people were like, black mermaids? That's scientifically impossible, Gosh. which is a whole nother thing. Um but yeah, so my thoughts are just I don't I'm really apathetic about the whole thing. How I don't did think I know she des- we were gonna
0: have the exact same opinion?
1: <laughs> yeah. She doesn't deserve to have that racist hate, but at the same time this completely is this movie is completely superfluous superfluous. It doesn't need to be made. Disney is wasting their time remaking it's just a cash grab. And I don't care. And I don't care. care. I don't care. I didn't care
0: when people were mad that Ursula was white. I don't care. (laughs) I didn't care. (laughs) It's like, I don't, I don't care. I don't want to see this Lion King movie because those lions look scary. And I I don't want to. they look terrible. They look terrible. I don't want to hear Donald Glover singing. I am not, I didn't see, uh, I don't care about this Mulan movie. I'm glad that people I'm glad that people are seeing themselves finally represented in a Disney movie. But at the end of the day, Disney is a huge fucking company that don't give a shit about me. They just want my money. So, exactly. I truly don't give a fuck.
1: Like you're the biggest company in like in maybe in the world, but definitely in entertainment, and all you can think to do is to do live action versions of movies you released 20 years ago. Right? I don't care. It's like you own every fucking thing. Like, yes, I think the last remake, I saw that Beauty and the Beast remake and I only half ass watched it. I didn't see that shit. (laughs) I had it. It was on Netflix. Uh I didn't go to see it. It was on Netflix. I Uh had it playing in the background while I was cleaning up. Yep. And I'm like, oh, that was not good. And I haven't seen any of them since.
0: I think I saw the Jungle Book one for some
1: reason. And the whole time I was complaining. (laughs) That one, I think, was better than the original. Oh, yeah. I'll give it that. I can't I think even that remember in... the original. I don't like the original. I mean, there's something about those 60s Disney's movies. I don't, I don't like it. I thought that, and I thought Maleficent, like when they were trying to do something different, that's when they were okay. But like-
0: I didn't see none so... of those. I didn't see <laughs> did... the, uh, the
1: Alice in Wonderland one. I didn't nope, see- I don't see anything with Johnny Depp in it. Did you see the video that was on Twitter where they compared, I think they did this with Aladdin too, where they compared like the animated one with the new one and they just look so boring and slow because they don't have the energy you can't with live with photorealistic lions and yeah have them dancing and tap tap dancing and soft
0: shoeing yeah yeah. have that same fun energy it just looks boring yeah I just I don't I just don't care it's like I see why (laughs) I see why they're doing this because if they're going to remake all those uh, 90s Disney movies, right? Which mm-hmm. it seems like they're going to do cuz I think now that they're they're going to do Hercules and they said they had something like Are tw- they? Yeah, they have something like 20 films that they're going to do.
1: I know they were doing Lilo and Stitch and like at first I that thought That sounds was a
0: joke. nasty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> see Stitch. A nightmare it's gonna be nightmare. a nightmare i don't want to see that but it's like okay think back to those i can see why they're doing this if you think back to those um uh 90s disney movies what do you think i think white mm-hmm. <laughs> i think white people so they were probably like oh hey who are the biggest social media influencers the collards You know what I mean? (laughs) And this is me talking as Disney right now. We need these black people to come and talk about it on uh, Twitter and Facebook and go buy up tickets and all these things, but they don't have any, there's no black princesses from this time. So they're like, okay, who can we make black? Uh, Ariel makes sense because she's fucking like
1: on the islands and stuff. Right, she's also the only the only one they got left. They've made everyone else like, and they're doing <laughs> Mulan, and I think they're probably doing yeah. Mulan for the exact
0: same reasons. Like, we want this film to play in China because that's a huge fucking market,
1: huge market,
0: a huge market, and there people are, you know, there. It's not that they're more sophisticated; they're they want to see themselves have, more now than they did yeah. before but we have twitter so we can complain about it and people listen <laughs> to us and people write hit you know think pieces and hot takes and all this stuff and say don't go see this da, da, da. so they're probably like fuck are we really gonna do sleeping beauty and fucking this and this and, and all these millions of things where like nobody's gonna give a fuck are we gonna like tap into this like you know uh this this free marketing on the internet Where people be like, yes, I'm gonna go see it because, you know, oh, it's The Lion King and I saw that when I was a kid and it's finally got a whole black cast and, you know, I'm so excited to see it and da 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 da. Like that makes business sense, but it's like, I don't care because I wanna see these movies.
1: (laughs) I don't think you're wrong, honestly. I think there was probably some thought they were like, we've been remaking these movies for, it feels like almost a decade now. When did that first one come out? Was it? It was a while ago. I I don't know. But it feels like the, and like people just are kind of over them. Yeah. And I think they're like, we need something that's going to get people excited. We're doing The Little Mermaid. How can we get people excited about it? Oh, what if we made The Little Mermaid black? That yeah. would get people. Like, I don't think that's that far off.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, and I'm talking from a privileged, privileged position right now. Like, my baby is wearing me like some kind of like anime mech suit. So she doesn't get to have <laughs> that many opinions on what we do right now. But, you know, if, you know, they were out here, and they're like seven or eight years old. I'm a thousand percent sure be, we would be going to see this movie because it's like, oh, here's Black Mermaid. You know, you black, let's go. <laughs> like, you want to see a movie with yourself in it. But yeah. I, I'm past the stage where I really give a fuck about Disney <laughs> trying to represent me.
1: I will say, I think people, we, our generation looks at those 90s movies with a lot of nostalgia. Uh I don't know what generation kids these days are. They do not give a shit. Mariah will not, I can't even get her to sit and watch one. She does not. The animated ones? Yeah, the traditional animated movies. I don't know if they, it's like, if it's like when I saw a black and white TV show when I was a kid and I was like, oh, that's old. I don't want to watch that. She is not, she does not care. We watched The Little Mermaid. She was so bored. She was like, <laughs> she was over it. And it's like, I think also their attention spans have been destroyed by YouTube. That's <laughs> like, true. I think that's part of it. But like, I don't think these kids are even that excited. And like when you again, Aladdin just looked the energy was gone. Like they did that um when they did the Prince Ali video. lot and then I think they did uh Akuna matata When they do these comparisons, they look Boring. like I don't want to watch that I'd rather just go back and rewatch the original yeah so I'm really I mean people are watching them they keep making them money they keep making them and I, but I don't think the little kids are the ones your nieces, who are super excited yeah because I was gonna
0: say my little cousin I think my cousin took him to see Aladdin and he liked it
1: yeah I don't know if they've seen Aladdin um and I don't even know if they've seen the original but like and maybe she would like maybe she would like the remakes versus the originals but they are not I mean, Maria, Maria sat through it, but she's too. she She'll just she, just sit yeah. Her, she, yeah She's just like all right, down. This is all new to me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Mariah was bored. She did not care.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. They um, want to play likes,
0: Fortnite. They want to listen to Old Town
1: Road. Like, right. you she know? likes Moana. She likes the new. She likes the Moana. New stuff, yeah. She likes Frozen. She likes the new stuff. She doesn't yeah. have time to see this 1989 production. That's fine. That was like thirty odd years ago. It is. Oh, my, I feel so old.
0: Yeah, except my little cousin does like uh, the Sam Raimi Spider
1: Mans. I haven't seen those. You've
0: never we, seen those?
1: The old no, ones? I was. I was never into like the comic book movies when those came out. That was mm-hmm. like before the MCU, mm-hmm. and and I was late coming to the MCU, so I didn't see those. We saw I came those, to the MCU uh, around third, door two.
0: We saw uh, that first one in New York, like, maybe a year after 9-11, and people were, like, cheering in the theater. Oh, I imagine. Like, people were going wild, and I was like, oh, well. Yeah, so she watched uh, those, and then he saw the third one where he calls a black (laughs) Spider-Man, yeah, Venom, and it scared him. Aww. And he asked his mom to take the Spider Man nightlight out of the room.
1: You told me that. That's so sad. I has he like, seen oh. the new Miles Morales one? Oh, he really has. Good.
0: And we got him some Spider Man stuff. We were going to take him to see uh, the new one, but he was too sleepy. Aw, poor thing. So we saw him without him. <laughs>
1: So yeah, I don't know, Mariah. Like I just the kids, they don't care. Disney, it's like the sequels. Remember in the '90s when they kept making all those sequels? Yeah, that's all this is. And the
0: only good one was um the
1: one where Aladdin's dad came back because he was fine. <laughs> <laughs> he was fine. So I mean, this all this is Disney goes to these phases where they're like, "Ooh, we found us a money printing press." Yeah, basically, and they just they just crank it. I'm, I'm not going to see that Lion King because the lions look really boring. Like, they don't look fun. They made it too photorealistic.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's no. like, if
1: you want to see that,
0: if you're having a good time, go for it. But please stop asking me to go because I don't want to go. I don't want to <laughs> see these scary looking lions. <laughs> I don't want to see warthog. I don't want to see no nasty warthog. I don't want to see no nasty looking photorealistic, whatever the fuck that means. Uh uh stitch from Lilo and stitch oh i don't mm -hmm. i don't want to see melissa mccarthy down in the ocean singing (laughs) i just don't care yeah i don't want to
1: i'm I'm just like i'll just watch the originals my mother for some reason was inexplicably excited about the dumbo movie like she bought it we own it that dumbo looks scary that Dumbo looks scary he does and it got bad reviews but she was like really excited to see it and we were supposed to go see it in theaters and we never did so she went and bought it I think just to spite me and she (laughs) keeps telling me (laughs) she keeps telling me it's in the family library you should check it out I don't want to watch that Kiki Dumbo does your mom
0: make you check out movies from her (laughs)
1: Well, because like we buy them in Google Play, and you can share uh, them. Okay. So like, if we buy a movie, and then you check to add it to the family library, like we can see each other's purchases. I don't know why
0: like, I was thinking she had like a whole little mini blockbuster or something. No, <laughs> my mind went holy a for a direction with that.
1: No, so we buy all because she does. So Google, it's this is too much information about my mother, but Google has this like survey thing, and you like uh, take surveys, you get money in the form of like Google Play cash. Oh cache. yeah, I done some of those. Yeah, so she'll she she's got like. Almost $100. So she'll do that. And she'll buy movies using that. Okay. And so she bought Dumbo and she's like, it's in the family library. You should watch it. And I'm like, first of all, like d- the original Dumbo was weird. It didn't really have a plot when you get down to it. It's like adults harassing a baby elephant and then the elephant gets drunk, flirting,
0: and, gets then drunk and then he flies and
1: then using its freakishly big ears to, you know, defy the laws of physics and fly. Yeah, that's and, about it. With some racist crows in there. <laughs> thrown in just for good measure just because it was what when did that come out the 50s it came oh no it came out in the 30s or the 40s it was it's a lot it's a lot older than you think (laughs) so i mean when you look at i don't get that offended by the crows we're really off topic now but i just want to say i don't get that offended by the crows i feel like i'm not offended as i should be but i'm like that's my guilty thing it's like i see the crows from dumbo and i'm like eh. I mean, and they are called, there is one called Jim Crow, Jim and I feel Crow, like that yeah. should be really bad, but, like, they got black voice actors to voice them. I mean, I don't know. I should, I don't care.
0: I think that's the thing. It's like, you know, I I feel bad that this happened, and I feel bad that it perpetuated in people's minds that it was okay for this shit. Like, Jim Crow, it's funny, it's cute. Yeah. Um, but, like, get upset. you know, there's a lot going on right now.
1: I think that was right before World War II, so y'all were about to have a lot of problems. Yeah, you didn't even know. Yeah, so I also, on that, didn't care about, and I, this one makes me probably feel bad, the Colin Kaepernick shoes. Well, I didn't even, I wasn't
0: 100% sure what that was about.
1: I think, here's the thing, Nike made these ugly ass shoes. They were ugly. Let's all just beyond they were ugly you weren't gonna buy them anyway oh these are the ones with the old timey flag betsy ross flag on them and then colin kaepernick is like you know betsy ross is racist so they pulled them this feels like a publicity stunt honestly like it just feels like a publicity stunt Mm. so i'm like i can't even get that upset about it it was a thing for like two weeks and then it disappeared which furthers my opinion that this was a publicity stunt i don't know who was using who. But like I, I couldn't, I couldn't even get upset about that. Like, I mean, I think, they made like,
0: some shoes that had racist connotations.
1: He said, "Take the shoes down." They took the shoes down. What the fuck else am I supposed <laughs> to do? Exactly. They look like your granddad's shoes anyway. Y'all weren't gonna buy them and wear them. They right. were ugly shoes. And I did see some guy. Some people were like mad at
0: Nike, and they're like, "We're well, never wearing Nike again." It's yeah. like that's that's fine. You don't have Nike's to. Nike's
1: doing just fine. Nikes are
0: expensive. Just fine. They don't want your
1: dusty bra money. <laughs> so I don't know. I feel like there's so much shit happening. Like every time I hear about b- some crazy weather thing, like Guadalajara got that hailstorm. Every time I hear about another report about what's going on at the border, yeah. I'm like, I don't give a shit about all this other shit. Trans I- women
0: being killed. Yeah. Uh, I don't- people not able to afford, you know, life-saving health procedures you know, the president lying every single day.
1: It's like... Sexually covering up for what that sexual... Epstein did. Yeah. I just... I cannot get upset. (laughs) I understand maybe it's it's like
0: good to feel like, okay, I could be upset about this thing that isn't life or death. And I can let go some of these emotions that I'm feeling because, yeah, you do kind of feel powerless in the face of a lot of these things. But I just don't think I have the energy. And then when I really think about like that that it's a Disney film and it was like Disney is doing like all these like atrocious things like it's kind of like I, I i can't get mad i personally <laughs> don't feel bad that Disney isn't representing me when Disney's doing all this stuff that it's kind of like i i don't
1: i don't know I don't want to be affiliated with that no. yeah
0: it's like I, you know you Disney's been around a long fucking time and you know, it's it's It's
1: either them, Amazon or Google for who's gonna own us in twenty years. So I mean
0: you know I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen.
1: <laughs> so
0: Well on that That was a
1: really depressing note. Because... I know, I thought it was gonna be funny, but it was just like <laughs> I think that it's I I did read that there's some Swiss researchers who think if we just plant some more trees, uh-huh. like it's a valid way to fight like it is a like we'd have to it's a lot of fucking trees but if we plant some trees, we could like combat climate change. so I'm like I'm gonna go buy a fucking tree. I want everyone listening to this podcast to like buy a tree or maybe give someone who is planting trees because I mean well bushes I count. I don't know they, they did Their research did was basically we need to stop deforestation is what uh. I think they were saying. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, something we probably shouldn't be doing. (laughs) Because I don't think me planting a single tree is going to make that big a deal. But I don't know. It just was like, oh, trees. Trees. I know what trees are. That's something we can do. Everyone's pro trees. It made me slightly happy. Yeah. So I mean, there's
0: always stuff you could do.
1: We were talking about the donations. Yeah. Uh, Those help. I set up a monthly donation to Rices, and then I did it after I saw your... And then you sent the tweet about the funds (laughs) afterwards, so I'm like, well, damn it. Maybe if I email them, they'll divert it to one of those funds. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm.
0: Just call them up and be like, oh, hey, I made this
1: donation. I just found out that you have these two funds. Yeah. So... um, Because I went back and forth. I was like, well, maybe it's better for them to have, like... Because I know... I know how development works, and if money is meant for one fund, you can't use it anyplace else, even yeah. if you need it someplace else. Yeah. So I was like, maybe it's better that I just give it to them. As a straight can...
0: donation, yeah. Because yeah. there might be people. I mean, like, what what we see a lot when people need money, um, a lot of times people are writing and they really want um admin cost because nobody wants to cover like someone's salary. Right. Right. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, they want to do programs. And it's like, well, who's providing these programs? The fucking people working there and they right. need to be able to eat right. and support their families. So yeah, if you're going to give so, a yeah. donation, I think it's always best to do it. Uh, unrestricted is what they call it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you um, don't want it to go to supporting, you know, Nazi legal defense, <laughs> that's why I stopped with ACLU yeah, yeah I feel like totally. they're not
1: yeah race race I feel bad I don't know how to pronounce their rices I'm not sure actually races I but um, races I was in like my head. I'll just give it to yeah. them and let them figure out how to use it I feel like that'd be the best I feel yeah. like they're not gonna defend neo-nazis in court. <laughs> <laughs> I was, and like I get it Neo-Nazis have a right to their First Amendment rights as much yeah. as anyone. I ain't got to pay for but it. But they don't
0: like, have to, you know, I don't, exactly. You don't have to pay for it. That's fine. So,
1: yeah. So, I I told them that, too. I was like, I can't, no. So, So that's why I was like, you know what, I need to pay more attention. I think the only other standing monthly donation I have is with Planned Parenthood. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah, they out here struggling. I I- <laughs> it's
0: like, I don't want poor women to have health care. <laughs> fuck you and your uterus. It's like, oh my God. Oh, okay. I mean, I've been to get a a birth control. Shit. They give you a whole ass bag. They're like, here you go. And like a roll full of condoms. Like it's like candy going into the dentist. It was awesome.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we got depressing again. So let's talk about these books that are coming out. We're excited about Yeah, let's talk about these books. So our
0: BCL chat for this month was... What upcoming releases are you looking forward to? And we got Ooh. four responses. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that I saw. If someone tagged, I just didn't
0: see it. Yeah, I don't think it. we got yeah. a lot. Like, a lot of people are on vacation. It's hot. Yeah, I people get it. Tired. We didn't
1: have a lot of news for this episode before we started <laughs> rambling. <so>. That's true. <laughs> so so let's go through them. Um, so Filthy Cute at the curvy Black Geek said the right swipe by Alicia Rye. And The Heart Principle by Helen Hong. I read The Rights Right It's really cute. Um, It's about um, a black woman who is this founder of a tech company. It's like a feminist. I think it's supposed to be like Bumble, Mm. like a feminist dating app. And it's kind of examines her own rules about dating. And then she meets up with a guy who is a Samoan. So it's very representative. I like it. It also touches on what's that disease all the football players were getting? CTE. Because they kept getting—is that it? Yeah, when they kept getting hit in the head. So there's this whole subplot about that that I found fascinating. Interesting. Um, and the right Principle, I can't wait for that one either. Helen Hong's books are so good. I cried in the last one. What was the last? Was that um... the Bride Test? Yes. Did you read that one? I, I you started, said you started it, it, but I haven't finished yeah. it. Oh, I cried like it was. I was so proud of the main character. Oh. So yeah. So, yeah, both those choices are excellent.
0: Alrighty, righty, righty. So our second um, respondent was Lazo, and um, that's at Almost Esquire. So good luck with that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, was a hard, that was a hard time being in law school. <laughs> <laughs> our first suggestion is um, A Dream So Dark by L.L. McKinney. And then we have, uh, how do you say this? Kane? Keen? Keen. Yeah, it looks like Keen. Keen um, by Theodora Taylor and The Deep by Rivers Solomon.
1: Yeah. And I looked them up. A Dream So Dark is a sequel to A Blade So Black by L.O. Mm, okay. uh, McKinney, which I believe is a retelling of Alice in Wonderland with a black female main character. Okay. So, and it's why I did not know Rivers Solomon had another I book didn't either. Out. Why? I just
0: like, oh, is this mermaid Shit. Okay. Here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. I fucking love mermaids. I love mermaids. I love unicorns. I bought that fucking Sims game. I haven't played The Sims in fucking years. And then I was like sitting there at E three. We were watching it. I was like doo doo doo, and they were like, oh, you could be a mermaid. I would have bought that shit immediately. I just don't care about the Little Mermaid. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna read the shit out of this. But
1: it says. Yitu holds the memories for her people, water-dwelling descendants of pregnant African slave women thrown overboard by slave owners who live idyllic lives in the deep. Their past, too traumatic to be remembered regularly, is forgotten by everyone save one, the historian. This demanding role has been bestowed on Yitu. Yitu remembers for everyone and the memories, painful and wonderful, traumatic and terrible, and miraculous I didn't read that correctly, but whatever, are destroying her. And so she flees to the surface, escaping the memories, the expectations, and the responsibilities and discovers a world her people left behind long ago. She will discover more than she ever expected about her own past and about the future of her people. If they're to survive, they're to reclaim the memories, reclaim their identity and own who they really are. Ooh. Yeah, shit. I'll read this after (laughs) a baby gets here. uh, (laughs) November 5th is
0: when it comes out. Okay, so that'll be, that's close to my due date. Um, Save it for uh for in the labor room. I don't know how that works. Oh, that fourth trimester. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, fucking what's it called? I cried like a little dumb baby. Um, that ghost ship one. What is that? Unkindness of Ghost. An unkindness of Ghost. Mm-hmm. Man, you know what scene I'm talking about? I cried like a little dumb baby.
1: I, was I like, cried oh, for most of the whole book. Oh. And, did, <laughs> did, and it looks like V Diggs co-wrote it. Who is, is that? that he played uh Jefferson in Hamilton.
0: Oh, you know, I
1: still haven't seen Hamilton.
0: <laughs> it's it's hard to get tickets. Yeah, we were entering that fucking contest every day and I was like, uh, what's his name? What's his name? Frank, the Hamilton guy. I know you can't hear me, I have on headphones. Um uh he's like me. What's the guy's name who did uh Hamilton? Lin-Manuel? Lin-Manuel Miranda. Miranda. Thank you both of
1: you for saying that. <laughs> I
0: was like, give me tickets. And he never did.
1: <laughs> yeah. Molly. I've never heard Molly that excited is when she saw this had mermaid. I'm telling <laughs> you, I
0: love them. You know, on my computer I have a folder that just says unicorns and
1: it's all pictures of unicorns. I did not know this. I just I you a picture shit. of my niece. She had a dance costume where they dressed her up as a little unicorn. She has a little gold horn on her head. It's the sweetest she's looked all year. <laughs> She's developed attitude. She is two years old and she's sick of everyone.
0: Well, we said she has a little brother now. That wasn't part of the deal. <laughs> she was supposed to be the baby,
1: and she's gonna let everyone know how upset she is about it. Now she's it, so. a middle child. That's a bad. Exactly. That's a bad deal. <laughs> and the second daughter. And the second daughter. So, yeah. Mm. So, but yeah, that looks really good. Yeah. I don't know much about Keen. I think it looks like a romance, and it looks like it's a an indie press. Mm, okay. It it doesn't have a cover yet, so oh, okay.
0: It's really new. He's broken, dangerous, and determined to get me back. Ooh, watch out!
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, our third reply was from Tammy Jones at I am Tammy J, and she said, "Dressed in Dreams: A Black Girl's Love Letter to the Power of Fashion" by Tanisha Ford. And let me say, I saw this. I looked it up after as we were putting the outline together. I want to read this too. Because it sounds really good. From sneakers to leather jackets, a bold, witty, and deepy, deeply personal dive into Black America's closet. In this highly engaging book, fashionista and pop culture expert Tanisha C. Ford investigates afros and dashikis, go-go boots and hot pants of the 60s, hip-hops, baggy jeans and bamboo earrings, and the Black Lives Matters inspired hoodies of today. And I'm ooh, like, ooh. I like that. I want to read that. Because as I said, I've been reading, I've been watching and living single- and like the fashion, the 90s. Yeah. It's so good because everyone has like their own style. So you get a really good look. Of all, yeah. Like the subculture. So I, I'm really excited. I'm going to read this good. one too.
0: That one looks really good.
1: It came out this month or last month. came out in June. So yeah.
0: Okay. And then our final respondent, um, Sherelle at Sherellium
1: uh, said, The Nickel Boys. That's by Colson Whitehead. I've read that one. Oh, okay. How was it? It was good. It, I, it's short. It's about two hundred some pages. Okay. And I will say what I found as a relief is it is about. So it's about um. It's an it's a fictional take on the Florida Boys Academy. Oh, you did tell me about this one. Yeah. Yeah, which was a site where with like a, they had a lot of abuse, a lot of trauma. And I'll say the book doesn't delve, like it talks, it touches on it, but it doesn't delve too much. And I appreciated that. It's not mm. graphic and it's not very explicit. Okay. And I'm like, thank you. Cause I yeah. didn't need that. Yeah. So it's good though. I liked it. It's interesting. It's more of an examination of like, like an optimist versus a uh, pessimist okay. or like a, a realist. A realist. So okay. yeah. Interesting. interesting. So I still haven't read an underground railroad. Whoops.
0: Girl, I started it. <laughs> and I was like
1: oof the, I gotta I gotta do it at some point like it's on my bookshelf I know it's really I've heard it's everyone's I gotta do it
0: yeah
1: we'll get there we'll get one day <laughs> that was a month we did like our like when we did Beloved we need to do another we need to oh, find another, another book about, shame yeah books we should have read by now
0: yeah oh we should <laughs> Maybe in the winter. That's the time yeah. where I put like all the heavy stuff. Yeah. It's like summer. There's like butterflies floating in my backyard. A little hummingbird, a little red hummingbird comes by, floats yeah. outside the window. I'm like,
1: oh, I can't. Yeah, <laughs> I can't get in the right headspace. Oh no, I don't believe it. There's something about winter and it being dark, and be like, yeah, this is when we read this shit. Yeah, like, you're trapped indoors. Yeah, read some Colson Whitehead. It's like face yourself. <laughs> <laughs> learn about your ancestors right so oh, okay
0: well already um so yeah let's do our wrap-up because i think we've rambled a good <laughs> long time at this point by
1: this time <laughs> i mean you know it's our summer break too we're allowed that's to true. Be a little goofy <laughs> that's true it's like you know so- some people take off for the summer they do. They go on a whole summer hiatus. I was thinking about that. I mean, I guess we do sometimes. We just don't plan it. That's true. <laughs> we're just like, whoops, we were gone. was like we're
0: back with our so. Halloween re- read in December. <laughs> that,
1: was, that was great. I love that. I want us to do another Black Horror. Because...
0: I do too. I actually saw a couple and I meant to write them down and I didn't.
1: Save a, like, I'll look too because like I did like that. I like I like non-real, like, true crime is a whole different kind of horror, but, like, supernatural. Yeah, supernatural let's horror. Let's do the ghost. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. So, yeah, we can do that again. Okay.
0: All right. So. You want to say what our next, oh, you what are we read? I was going to
1: ask you what your most anticipated read was. I don't have one. That's why I asked. <laughs> Mine, I am um, The Water Dancer by Tanihisi Coates. Oh. Uh... It is his first novel, a magical realist plantation story set about a boy born into bondage who discovers he possesses a supernatural gift. And it looks like, I guess he like is a waterbender. Oh. In, I don't know, he can control the water. So the cover looks gorgeous. Magical realism on a plantation. So that was my most anticipated read. Oh, okay. Some other ones were said, like the romance ones we got those covered you know he wrote an article about
0: Kanye West that like I almost cried reading it Denise got yeah it's really good I think it's uh, I just looked it up to make sure it wasn't him (laughs) I'm not black I'm Kanye Kanye West wants freedom white freedom yeah Kanye has been
1: the biggest disappointment of the well not the biggest disappointment there's a lot of there's a lot of disappointments but but he's there he's He's on the list yeah I can't even listen to his music anymore I can't either because I started thinking about Trump and I get mad. Like, you ruined you ruined this. Right. Thanks, Kanye. It's like yeah. fucking
0: celebration came on. I was like, ooh. And then I was like, he's supporting a guy who put kids in cages. I was like, exactly. let me turn this shit off.
1: The college dropout was one of my favorite, favorite albums. albums.
0: And now I can't even listen to it. You know it what, was, though? It... You know what? Because I, I turned him off and I turned Chance off a little bit, too. Even though I like Chance. Um, and it opened up like all these other like rappers indie rappers and especially women indie rappers who i had no idea about I'm
1: like, that's a this. good point i need to go out and explore yeah my well, spotify is all kinds of
0: popping, diverse lady rappers now
1: i'm mad at spotify i have submitted our podcast to them like twice and it just they won't keeps take disappearing, it <laughs> and i don't know what's wrong <laughs> like there's no approval process just post it up let's put it up there so spotify. i'm gonna write someone a sh- yeah, I'm going to have to write someone a strongly worded letter. Because I'm like, this should be so easy. You fill out a form and it goes up. But right. Spotify is making it difficult. Ugh. So, but yeah, no, yeah. I'm going I'm to check that essay out. Because I liked um, Between the World and Me. I would like to see his fiction. This is like his first fiction piece. That would be interesting. interesting. And the cover just looks gorgeous.
0: Huh, okay. I should have come prepared. And I didn't think about it <laughs> until we just said it. But yeah, that's literally why I suggested this last time. Because I was like, I don't know what's going on.
1: Um, I'm looking. I have a list I can share with you. It looks like Jacqueline Woodson has one coming out too. Oh, yeah. Red at the Bone.
0: Yeah, and she just put out a picture book that I put on my registry. uh, uh yeah, the, day the day you began. Registry. Oh, it's not public yet. It's it's okay. a secret registry at this point. Okay.
1: <laughs> when you get one that's available for everyone, make sure you send it to me, and I'll make sure to get them.
0: Yeah, but that one was definitely on there. I was like Jacqueline Woodson. I can buy all these kids' books.
1: Yeah, I love her. She's such a good writer. She is I a really good things. writer. If there was anything else on there I was excited about. I found this list. I guess it's Oprah's Oprah's list. <laughs> <laughs> like, thanks, Oprah. I see everyone is talking about On Earth, we Briefly Gorgeous by Ocean Vyong.
0: Mm, I haven't seen that one. But the title sounds familiar.
1: It's a poetry collection. No, never mind. It's a novel. And it's um centered on the immense and complicated love a son has for his Vietnamese mother. On uh, the so amendments. It just came out. I haven't heard of that one.
0: No, uh, I thought you said it was focus on the amendments.
1: Oh, the love he has for his Vietnamese mother.
0: Oh, okay. I thought you said no, focus on the, the amendments,
1: and I got excited. <laughs> That'd be really strange. <laughs> um. So no, it's about a mother and a son. Okay. Our mother and her son. I can speak, so, but yeah, this this is a little old because they've got gingerbread on it. Oh, okay. I feel bad for Helen Iema. I liked gingerbread, no one else did. Aww. Oh, yeah. It was like an, I think I told you, it was like a Afro British night veil. That's exactly right. What I felt. Like, if night veil took place in a black family in the UK, maybe this. I thought it was great.
0: Well, you know, sometimes we have an opinion and nobody else agrees with us, but that doesn't mean that we're wrong. Exactly. <laughs>
1: So, so
0: yeah, let's wrap this up. What have you been reading, Molly? Okay, so I have been reading Exhalation by Ted Chiang. Hmm, I haven't heard that one. It is um, a collection of short stories. Do you know the uh, movie um, Arrival?
1: No. I'm bad at movies. It
0: was the one where aliens come, and they have to figure out the alien language, and it's a sci-fi, but it's a really optimistic sci-fi um, and so it's kind of... He, so he wrote the story that that's based on. And this is his uh, new collection of short stories. And it is amazing. It's so good. I'm to have to look it up. You said The Arrival is the movie. What was the name of the book? The name of this new one is Exhalation. Exhalation. And it's fantastic. Now I want to go back and read the first one because I said that that one's even better. But it's like the few that I've read so far, it's like... Uh, One was, And it's interesting because they'll have the story, and I'm listening on Audible, which I actually really suggest uh, because he reads an author's note at the end of each one that explains how he came up with the concept of the story. Oh, that's cool. So he did a time travel one, and it's like, um, uh, they call it like a gate of years, and it's like set in like old-timey Cairo and Baghdad, and it's basically... Like you can walk through this gate and you can go forward 20 years or you can go backwards 20 years. But you can't um, change the past or future at all. And so you're just there. And you can talk to your old self. You can do all these things, but you can't, uh, you can do things to influence it. But if you do it, that means that you're always going to do it. So one guy comes and he talks to his older self. And the older self knows because he did that when he was younger, if that makes sense. That's cool. And so he said... I like those kind of books. Yeah, he said that it's, like, uh, he wanted to write this time travel story based on this, like, theory of time travel where it solves all these mathematical problems. Um, But he wanted to do it in this setting because he wanted to do, like, a homage to uh, Arabian Nights. So it's, like, a story within a story within a story within a story. Oh, cool. And it's, like, just, like, this really complicated structure for a short story where you try to explain it but when you read it it's like <laughs> flows and then they did one the one that made me cry exhalation is about like these robots and their universe is dying but the guy is like if you find this then he explains like how basically he can like live again even though his whole c- civilization is dying And I was like, oh, my God, because it's like the obvious influences are like global warming and like self-destruction and all this. But the guy's like so hopeful. He's like, I know we're going to die, but uh, maybe someone else will find us and be able to build on what we did and be better. And I was like, oh, no. And then there's one, the other one, and this one's a long one, so I'm still on it. It's like uh, basically if, uh, uh, what was it, Neopets? Uh, came to life and what would the uh ramifications the moral ramifications of that be
1: oh that's interesting it's really really good i really highly recommend it i'm gonna check it out i'm not very good at reading short story collections like i buy them because you do a lot of them yeah and also like like heads of the colored people i still want to read that oh yeah it's good and like i get really excited about it and it's like i don't I don't know what it is with me. <laughs> Short story collection. I would I would suggest the Audible for this one
0: because like okay most of the stories are about an hour. Some of them are a little shorter, and one of them's uh quite a bit longer. But it's like if you have an hour, you can just bang one out, and then it has that's the uh, uh afterward by him, which is like Does ent- he read the he, story. No, he doesn't read the story. Okay, they have I think someone different
1: reading each story. Oh, that's fun. Okay, that's I'll try that one. And you said, the exhalation, cool. Yeah, I'm really bad at short stories. I've had, I was going to do Heads of the Color People on Scribd, and then I canceled Scribd because it's not worth it. <laughs> because of that asterisk. Because <laughs> that damn asterisk. I didn't, they took half my Audible, my audiobook wishlist away with no explanation. And I'm like, how? Sorry. <laughs> this isn't truly unlimited, Scribd. You're limiting me, and you're not telling me why. So, yeah, no, I did my 30 free days, and then I was like, bounced um
0: sorry I'm trying to I was drinking water I started laughing you can edit that out you can edit my (laughs) section
1: out I'm gonna leave it just as you're excited how funny you found me um I'm in a real reading slump I only read like I read like 16 books in May and then I followed that up in June with like two um (laughs) that's all right (laughs) I following the wedding date, I read Forbidden by Beverly Jenkins cuz I needed a palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's not my favorite book by her, but I keep reading it cuz it's like someone in Goodreads compared it to like the Great British Great British Bake Off <laughs> and like that's exactly what it is. It's like it's really chill. There's like all these descriptions about food. People are just hanging out. Like it's very soothing and no one's acting like a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> so So I was like, good, no one's enraging me. So I read that. Um, Then I read The Radium Girls, The Dark Story of America's Shining Women by Kate Moore. That's wild. I knew about, like, The Radium Dial Company. But it's just surreal to read about. Like, Like, I can't believe, like, at the turn of the century... It was a fad to just like irradiate yourself, like <laughs> to drink drink radioactive water. Oh. People would have these jugs that were like radioactive, and the idea was you would put water in it, let the water get radioactive, and then you would drink that because they thought radioactivity was good for you. Oh. And, like and like there was radio there was radium toothpaste, there was radium uh, vitamins, there was radium, like they were so careless with it too, like they would take the waste from the radium factory and they would sell it to like the city so that they could use it in like children's playgrounds, as, like sand and material. Like they just did not, <laughs> they had no idea what they were messing with wow. at the turn of the century. And I just like, it was just so new. They had, even though there was early evidence that like this shit burns and it can kill you. They're just like, yeah, whatever. So it tells the story of like the dial painters in the radium corporations who were not told the dangers of radium they eventually got like cancers and they got sick and so they sued. Um, it's sort of like the development of the first occupational hazard like occupational laws and mm-hmm. the and OSHA and all that stuff. So it was really interesting. Like, um, the company was wild. <laughs> it's just wild. Like they would spread rumors that they had really died of syphilis, oh. not of like the radiation cancer. And then they're like, Well, it's your pa- I get, it's not um what's it it's not a statue of limitations. It's like Maybe it is a statute of limitations. They told me they really only the had time two to sue. Yeah, yeah, to sue. They're like, you only have two years to sue, but a lot of these diseases took longer to yeah. Yeah. To, uh, to appear. And so the lawyers were actually really good. And they sort of like, like, one guy was like, well, since you lied about the effects of the radium, the statute of limitations really shouldn't take effect until the women learned about the truth. It was interesting. I'm not going to agree, but it was interesting. Just the fact that we were all not we, but like people were just irradiating themselves. Yeah. Just for funsies. For funsies of the 20th century. Um, and then I reread a Prince on Paper because it's like my comfort read now too. Cause I'm just that big of a cliche. It was when I was in my bad headspace oh, and I was like, why. yeah, I was like, no more true crime, <laughs> no more of this mess. I can't take it. Yeah. So that and living single, and I got myself out of it. Hey, so I am I currently reading Queenie, and it's it's something. I'm gonna write a review. You can see it on my Goodreads, but it's she's really depressing. <laughs> Queenie, someone needs to get Queenie a therapist. <laughs> and that's it. I feel really rambly. It's been an interesting episode.
0: It's been, I mean, we didn't come in with much. <laughs>
1: But we made something.
0: We made a deal.
1: <laughs> so.
0: Um, so, as always, you can follow us on Twitter. We're pretty active over there. At blackchick.com. Ah, <laughs> <coughs> black chick lit at. You know, there's an at sign before our name. That's how you find us yes. there. <laughs> On Instagram at BCL Podcast and uh, visit us at blackchicklit.com.
1: Yep. If you have questions or comments, you can email them to contact at blackchicklit.com.
0: And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes, at Google Play, and write a strongly worded letter
1: to Spotify. Fine, <laughs> because I can't get it together. Or just, you know, tweet so. those say, hey, what's up? Why? Why is our podcast not as scary? It's
0: like my favorite podcast.
1: Exactly. So, um, we did want to make sure you join us next time. I almost said next month, but next episode when we read "They All Fall Down" by Rachel Housell Hall. Yes, it's a summary suspense thriller, and I'm excited. I'm
0: excited too. I'm excited to see where this goes. We're, we're picking interesting books for the middle of this year. <laughs> we are. <laughs> <laughs> controversial so, book so I'm excited to see where this one goes yes
1: uh-huh. awesome alright thank you guys awesome. for joining us Thanks, guys. and for putting up with us next time we'll be more structured <laughs> I mean that's always been the nature of these chats that's true they're kind of they're all over the yeah. place <laughs> the book episodes are where we follow the rules and then we fall apart that's true I mean you can see
0: we fell apart at the end here exactly or I did <laughs> Uh, thank you guys. Bye guys. I'll see you next week.
1: Two weeks. Peaks. You Te- know. Yes. You'll see us. You'll see us. see
0: us. You'll see me coming around the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> You'll know that it's time for another podcast. You'll be exactly. like, oh, Black Chick Liz back. Time to get my <laughs> headphones.
1: <laughs> Apparently our audience is made of like 19, 1840s prospects. Maybe. So. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Bye guys. Bye.